Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick concludes Lesson 1 of the two-part Holy Spirit series. On the last broadcast... He taught us five of the eight principal works that the Holy Spirit does in the lives of believers. He also began to make distinctions between the infilling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit, including two things that happen with indwelling. On this broadcast, he concludes the lesson by concentrating on the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And now, here's Brother Rick. Do you know right now we live in the mountains, and one of the reasons people love the mountains is the trees. And did you know that the trees are also breathing? Now we go and we take an oxygen that they release. And then we breathe out carbon dioxide which they receive. It's trying to help you understand about the life of the Spirit of God. Now Romans 8. Now I'm going to read a little bit. Show you that I know how. And I want you to underline some things, Okay. Verse 6, to be carnally minded is death, but be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because a carnal mind is an enmity with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But if you are in the flesh, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell, if I say dwell, in you. And if Christ be in you, notice these terms, you ought to circle them, you ought to underline them, you ought to do something with them. In you, in you, in you, dwell in you, in you. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, what? Dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. What does indwelling mean? It really simply means this. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit regenerates you into a new creature and he moves in. Immediately he moves in you. He lives in you. He takes up residence in your spirit. Now when that happens, when that happens, there's two things occur. I'll use that one next one. When that happens, two things occur. Number one, he brings the life of God. Notice what he said in verse 10. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. See, when you accept Jesus, you become alive in the spirit. Okay? Now, the second thing that the indwelling brings is the fruit of the spirit. So when you got, when you got saved, you got indwelled by the Holy Ghost, and two things were evidence of that. Everybody say this with me. Life, life. and fruit. Fruit. Now, I'm presently describing Bill Baptist, okay? Bill Baptist got saved, and the Holy Spirit indwelled him. He has a Holy Spirit living in him. And 
the fruit of the Spirit started to be produced in his life. He started experiencing love. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 is where this is written on fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, temperance, and faith. At this moment, Bill Baptist and Pete Pentecost is no different. You can say the Pentecostal church, the life of the Spirit of God moves in you. You can say the Baptist church, Methodist church, Church of Christ, whatever you are, whatever flavor, the Spirit of God indwells you and you start experiencing the fruit of the Spirit start to be cultivated in your life. You get love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, temperance, and faith. And you learn the Spirit of the Lord and you learn that word, eh, because every time you move contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, He will always say, eh. People say, I didn't know I couldn't help myself. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You went over top of, eh. Every time you ever sin, every time you get the temptation, every time you ever told somebody off or other things on the highway, it always come over top of air. <laughs> and all God's children said, Amen. So he starts producing a new fruit. Instantly. I remember he started dealing with me about my temple. Start trying to show me long suffering. Two things I didn't want to learn. Suffering and long. <laughs> I didn't like neither one of them. He's going to show me suffering. I like short suffering. No long suffering. He started teaching me some things. Instantly. This is before the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Let's go there. Everybody say life. Fruit. Comes with dwelling. Now let's exhale, Cameron. Exhaling or infilling of the Holy Spirit is found in Luke 24, 49, and Acts 1 8. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon. Everybody say upon you, Luke 24, 49. Upon. Everybody say upon. Carry ye in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued. Everybody say endued. You know what endued means? You got up this morning, took a shower, and endued yourself with some clothes. It means you put them on. Now how many of you know you put clothes on me outside? You didn't get up this morning and eat a pair of socks. I mean you put them on your feet. It's talking about an outward thing. It's not talking about an inward thing. We have just moved from to where did that all happen? To your lips. I'm going to help you here. I'm going to really help you here. When man tried to do something in his own effort at a place called Babel, God confused their language to stop their progress. But if you're going to have progress, He's going to give you a new language. I'm going to help you here. He's going to come back to the lips where He brought confusion. He's going to bring it back. That's how it gets out of you. Am I helping anybody? <laughs> you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes. What do you say in Acts? Upon. 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 So we have within. Everybody say within. within. And upon. That's the two different words. That's what separates Pete Pentecost from Bill Baptist. Except not really because Bill Baptist sometimes gets through the Holy Ghost too. It ain't a Pentecost thing by the way. 
fact, I was in Taiwan a few years ago in a Presbyterian church. I can't even spell Presbyterian. I don't have any idea what they believe. When I went there, they had on backwards collar, played organ, high flute to me. But that day I got up to speak, been preaching 10 minutes, and a lady screamed and fell out on the floor on the third row. I'd seen that before. Not a Presbyterian church. That's the first time I've been in a Presbyterian church. And they started falling like bowling pins all the way to back. The entire church got filled with the Holy Ghost that day while I spoke. Eight people didn't know Jesus, and they come up and run immediately to the altar. We didn't give an altar call. They just give their own. That's right. So they had no idea what was happening. They said, what's wrong with all these people? And I said, oh, they're fine. Listen, they're fine than you are. And they said, why didn't it happen to us? I said, because you lost. And they started crying. We led them to Jesus, and they fell out the floor. <laughs> Me and the guy we was with, I said, well, we've already received him, so we can just sit and wait until he finishes up here. We'll go home. I went back. My spiritual father, Brother Yurton, had preached in a Pentecostal church, and he said, how was your service? I said, I guarantee you better than yours. Because the Holy Ghost showed up and filled a Presbyterian church totally with the Holy Ghost. Ow, by ow. He said, you got me? <laughs> he said, I was dealing with the ones that already had him and forgot. Amen. <laughs> how many of you know Holy Ghost is not contained in a Pentecostal right. framework. That's right. Very important. What comes with the Holy Ghost in filling? With the Holy Ghost in dwelling, we get life and fruit. But with the Holy Ghost in filling, we get power and gifts. That's important for you to get a hold of. The power and the gifts come with the infilling. That's why you never see somebody stand to give tongues in a traditional Baptist church and it be interpreted. They don't have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. They have the fruit. Believe me, they're believers. They have the fruit of God in their life. They love God. They have the life of God. They have the fruit of the Spirit equal to any Pentecostal and better than many. Amen. Because they focused on the fruit. Where we as Pentecostals many times focus on the gift and forget the fruits. There's nine of each, you know that. Now let me share with you this and I'll close. But in Exodus chapter 28 verse 30, it talks about the priestly garment. And at the base of the priestly garment there was pomegranates, which is fruit. And there was bells, which represent the gifts. And around the priestly garment, there was a fruit of bell, a fruit of bell, a fruit of bell, a fruit of bell. And this is a sample of what our life's supposed to be as a priest. How many of you know your chosen generation of all priesthood? What does he say? He said there ought to be the fruit of the Spirit equal in your life to the gift of the Spirit that's in your life. That's right. How many has ever heard two bells playing together? You don't buy that in a CD. You don't say, I love a clanging bell CD, man. Ain't nothing. I like better than one to hear a bunch of bells playing them together. That is an obnoxious sound. And what Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which happens to be a pomegranate chapter in between two bell chapters. Did you know that? Chapter 12 is a bell, talks about the gifts. Chapter 14 talks about the gifts. But chapter 13 talks about the fruit. The love chapter. What's Paul saying? He's saying, if you don't have this, you like two bells clanging together. 
That's what he's referencing. Exodus 28.30. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of clinging tongues in my time. Oh, they had their gift, believe me. They had it polished and honed. But there wasn't enough love in them to change anybody. You know what the number one prayer in my life is? Lord, never allow me to be promoted past my love. If you're going to promote me, if you're going to use me, don't ever let me teach truth more than I have love to base it. Help my fruit grow, Lord. See, here's the deal. Gifts are given to you. Fruit has to be cultivated. That's why Jesus said, you shall know them by their gift. Now, I what he said to him. He said, you'll know them by their fruit. I said that. Fruit. He said, don't worry about how loud they claim. Look at how deep the love. That's right. Amen. But a lot of people deceive because of gifted people with no fruit. Mm-hmm. Let's not be one of those. Any questions, comments, thoughts? Has this helped anybody this morning? You glad you got up and come here? We're going to take a little break for about maybe five minutes or so. Give you a chance to stretch a little bit. I know that mine can't receive more than a rear can endure. <laughs> so we'll let you get up, stretch around, and we'll come back and finish up lesson two. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.